everybody, welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast, Nearly New World. Our holiday episode, guys. Happy holidays. We're going to be talking about a movie that is going to surprise not only probably anyone listening, but also Mark and Erica, who did not recall how this movie is nearly New World. By the way, I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. There's no death in the title of this movie. <laughs> no doubt. And Erica. Hey there, Ryan. Can't wait to talk about this movie. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? <laughs> know what I mean, Ryan? <laughs> That's right. I did not expect that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I. Uh, in this nearly new world episode, where in this series of bonus episodes, we talk about the movies that were almost made by New World. This is indeed a film that New World almost made in a slightly different altered form you know what i mean without a, <laughs> without a certain without a certain signature and titular character that's how they would have made this film uh, go back into our earlier episodes you nwpp vips know exactly what we're going to talk about because david simpkins came on the show of course screenwriter of adventures and babysitting and so many great tv shows a former executive at new world pictures and he talked about pitching uh, ideas down the hall. And let's play that clip. But there was one movie that I pitched down the hall and we assigned a writer to that eventually became Ernest Saves Christmas, of all things. Wow. Um, Joe Ackerman was the development executive there. And I think when he left New World, I think he left with, he was given some scripts mm -hmm. uh, that he had shepherded. And, and I think that was one of them. So that movie was made and released by, by someone else. That's right. Joe Ackerman, indeed the producer of this film, doesn't have many producing credits. This is one. He left New World, took this somewhere else. Now, I asked Simpkins, I actually emailed him to ask him a little bit about what he originally pitched. And so he emailed me back. Very kind of him. So hi, David. Shout out to you. He wrote me and he said, if I remember correctly, and there's no guarantee... I think what I pitched was a simple yarn about a troubled kid with zero faith in his future and humanity suddenly being thrust into the position of having to cover for Santa when he falls ill on Christmas Eve. Hijinks and Scrooge lessons, quote unquote, you know, love your love your neighbor, forgive others, etc. ensue. So that was his a pitch to to the movie, which is sort of now he cut he missed he missed the snakes. Uh, he missed dressing up as an old lady. <laughs> yeah, Ernest really goes Fletch in this he one. He missed Vern. You can't forget about Vern. Yeah, he missed the whole Vern part. Uh, he missed he missed Billy Bird getting to fuck Santa at the end. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But outside of that, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> well, I think I think you know we're getting his elevator pitch. I think when David Simpkins sat down and really pitched it out, he's like, "Okay, this is the whole thing." And then at the end, Santa has sex with a, with a lady. Stop <laughs> with she Billy Bird. Billy Bird. Yeah, right. taking so, the hard to the hole. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Now, if you see the credits to Ernest Saves Christmas, Ed Turner is credited with Story By, and he's also a co-writer of the script. I asked uh, David if he knew if he was the writer assigned, but uh, David could not recall. So uh, there's also another writer named B. Klein. So B. Period Klein has no other credits. And I think that may be the name used for Night of the Comet writer-director Tom Eberhardt. 
who did write uh, an uncredited rewrite of the film. He is actually uh, the writer-director of Night of the Comet, is what he did prior to that. And so he mentioned uh, to Chicago Tribune back in the 80s that uh, he said, quote, they had an original script. He went to Disney. At this point, it had gone to Disney, gone to Touchstone as who releases the earnest movies, the early earnest films. He says, quote, they had an original script with the concept of Santa Claus retiring. They wanted to do a Christmas story with Santa and adults. So Eberhardt wrote a new screenplay in three weeks. Disney flipped over it, Eberhardt recalls. They said, we're going to make the movie right now. We like everything about this, but we're going to set it in Orlando and turn it into an earnest movie. So we love everything about it. <laughs> Except we're going to make it entirely different. Two small, tw- <laughs> two small tweaks. <laughs> Orlando Ernest. <laughs> and at that point, he's about to. Everhart was about to uh, direct uh, the Sherlock's home comedy without a clue mm. with Ben Kingsley and Michael Caine. So he said he uh, took the news philosophically, says the article, and his name off the picture. If you can't lend a hand, he says, get out of the way. So. So I think he also was like, here's the script. They're like, we love it. Oh, fantastic. We're going to put it in Orlando and put Ernest in it. He's like, you know what? I have this other movie I got to do. And so I'm going to go do that. And uh, you guys have fun on this. Just take my my, my name off of it and maybe... I guess where do B you think Klein, B. Klein came from? Like, I don't that... know, but there's. I have to assume that's his. That's the name they used for him, but he took his name off this. So a lot of people ducking. <laughs> no thanks. I don't want Ernest. I will only say this much. There's no more research. The this one does follow Ernest Goes the Camp, which was released the year before, I believe, and was a big success for Touchstone slash Disney. Because it even uh, went up against Beverly Hills Cop 2, and it still made $6 million wow. going up against that. Wow. Well, let's, so, let's but, be honest. Beverly Hills Cop 2 was not great. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of people disagree with you on that one. Fight me I on think, this one. I think it's been a while since you've seen Beverly Hills Cop 2. No, I don't remember liking that one. I, I remember seeing the theaters. It's been a long time. Uh, would I say it's better than Ernest Goes to Camp? Definitely. Yes, but, yes. But uh, I think there was sort of a, a general malaise that people had with Beverly Hills Cop 2. I don't know. that I, you The third one, I guess I since I saw the third one. Is that, is that the one at, at, at Magic Mountain? <laughs> yes. And that one makes you go, you know what? The second one's pretty damn good, actually. <laughs> but do you guys think either of those movies could top Slam Dunk Ernest? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So I'm not 100% how much experience people have with Ernest, but they're not on this podcast. You guys are. What are you, What is your experience with Ernest, Mark? I remember when Ernest was a character in commercials. Right. Yeah, That's how he started. Like legitimately, I, not a movie character. He was just the, mm-hmm. uh, the guy always talking to Vern, and I forget. Right. This is uh, this is a sure sign of bad advertising. I don't remember what brand it was for. I just <laughs> remember it being a commercial. <laughs> I think he did do some Cerritos Auto Square like commercials at some point. I think. Oh, that was at a low point. I mean, if yeah. you're doing like local TV commercials, <laughs> like I mean, like when Cal Worthington is kicking your ass in the local markets, you're in bet. You're in like, rough we gotta shape. Beat this. Nothing we can do to beat this cow. We got to get this earnest guy. He's on a fucking elephant. Look at him. How do we beat this guy? 
Uh, oh, we've lost everyone. Um, <laughs> everyone listening is like, I don't know what they're talking about. I'm out. Erica, what is your experience? We're with talking Ernest? about Jim Varney. Get everybody back. He's the voice of Slinky Dog. He's the voice of Slinky Dog. Back. Yep, Jim Varney. He's Slinky Dog. So when I when I was looking through the movie posters, I definitely remember. I know I had seen Ernest Save Christmas. It had been such a long time, and I can't even tell you. You got I to saw it. enjoy it again for the yeah, first time. It was as if I was watching it again for the first time. And as I was watching it, I was like, "All right, oh yeah, that's right." Okay. But oh. I too—he's really solidified in my memory as with Vern at, on those mm-hmm. commercials. Yeah, of course. Um, because even when. I was looking at the other movie posters for like Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest Scares Stupid. They are familiar to me, but God, if I saw Ernest Goes to Jail, I don't remember it. Ernest Scared Stupid, I definitely don't remember it, but the the poster looks very familiar to sure, me. Like, sure, I feel like it's one of those touchstones. It's, you know, I remember Ernest and I remember him being like, hey, Vern, you know, and you was... know what I mean, but I, yeah. I don't remember the movie. I have I... to ask. Watching this movie, I've never watched any Ernest movie. This is the first one. And yeah, me, me. And that, that's different than saying I've never watched a movie in Ernest. But I have not. This is the first Ernest movie. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> where's, where, where's the I, drummer? Where's the drummer? Where were you on that one? <laughs> I kept thinking, who's the audience for this movie? Now, like, you have, the two of you have, I have older kids and so but like my daughter would not watch this but she's 15 you have younger kids yep i i'm assuming this is going for a younger kid market it did it uh, your kids were they did they find Ernest to be an endearing funny character that they'd like to see more of i asked our 12 year old when we we watched it together Mm -hmm. all of us watched it together Mm -hmm. and i asked at the end of it i asked our 12 year old i said well, what'd you think of it? And she said, eh. Yeah. And I think honestly, and I don't know because I've not seen, this is the first time I've ever watched an Ernest Mm -hmm. movie. When I was younger and I saw all those posters for Ernest movies or you see those Ernest movies in the video store, it was like, avoid like the plague, you know, make a cross with your fingers. No, thank you. I want nothing to do with those. You'd see them played on TV. You're like, skip. Like, yeah, I don't want. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get any. I don't want. I don't want like a couple lines, exchanges of dialogue to get into my eardrums. I want none of it. I I couldn't stand if I saw it. And so, and I think this one has like the least earnest of perhaps the earnest films. I don't know, but wow. Then what is in the other movies? I, well, because I think that the, there's way What's more the earnest scale for these movies. <laughs> Is it heavy, Ernest? Is it light? <laughs> Can you apply the Ernest scale to other movies? Hi there, Vern. What's what's the Ernest scale on this? You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Vern? So, really quickly, my real-time research. Okay. I looked it up, and it says that his character was the spokesman for Purity Milk. Hmm. Huh? Also in Northern... I think that's Virginia. where it started, because he started out locally and mm-hmm. then grew into yeah. a national figure. But he did start more like, I think, in Tennessee. Is that where it started? Well, it says the national products he promoted were Coca-Cola, Sprite, Tab, Mellow Yellow, Chex, and Taco John's. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yikes. That feels like an apex story right there because you're, and you went up to Coca-Cola. That That's the top of the mountain. Taco uh-huh. John's is somewhere in the parking lot of the mountain. Yeah. Right. 
where like Taco John's like, wait, we can get Ernest for cheap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna yeah. pitch the shit out of those potato yeah, people legs. People know that dude. People <laughs> seem to respond to that sweaty face. Man, he sweats a lot. He is sweaty. Well, he's in Orlando. I have to think that they it is hot. Yeah, but, but nobody else is people. sweaty. <laughs> he is just sweating the whole time. <laughs> it is crazy how much he sweats. It's very warm. No and and also no one else seems to be as sweaty as he is. Nobody. Nobody. Just him. Yeah, and it's only on his face because if you look at his clothes, he's not particularly got sweaty clothes, but his nope. face his is face is just glistening. Glistening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about other movies, but I just know that we did have some breaks from Ernest in this because the movie is him, quote unquote, saving Christmas by actually me- somehow inadvertently meeting Santa Claus just because he he's driving a taxi. Then he gets fired mid-film and he's like... Mid. No, beginning film. Beginning of the film. Beginning and like, film. And he's like fine with it. And he still seems to be okay i'm like he's taking this really well like yeah what other employment does he have i I don't know what else is he doing he owns a home he has a a a myriad of costumes and (laughs) i don't know what he's doing for a living i did i did enjoy the very beginning annoying Vern, Vern, who they never explain who Vern is or how Vern relates to this This just a call back to the commercials but i did appreciate i did a little imdb research as i was watching this that Someone in IMDb pointed out something that I noticed, which was when Santa Claus uh, comes to Orlando, he flies in on an MD-80. And the plane, when they, you're saying? The plane, yeah. And when they unload the crate, it's a Lockheed L-1011. And I was like, hmm. And someone, someone wrote that in IMDb, and I was like, out there, somewhere out there. There's <laughs> someone like, that I... Who there's, wrote it? There's, who, there's, who put it? There's, I have to meet this person. There's, there's a... A future friend waiting for me out there. <laughs> we understand each other. We get, we get each it. other. We get we it. We should be friends. Also, I was annoyed that he had to show a passport going through the international terminal and an MD-80 would not have flown an international flight. <laughs> That's I what mean, annoyed you. That, right. Yep. Yep. I mean, you certainly else, not Mark, one from is- this is everyone else's complaint. They could have done a small one to like the Caribbean, but not something from Prussia, not something over the Atlantic. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is interesting. I did. I was like, Santa's coming from Prussia. That's interesting. <laughs> I thought that was funny too. Yeah. Also, that's a real copy and paste. Or like, literally, a like pasting the picture onto the oh, passport. Yes. Oh like, yeah. Like that was some very poor set design that oh, was done yes. right yeah. there. Very dodgy prop making the last last second. Props, yes. Yeah. I mean, they're near Orlando. They're near uh, Disney World. They can't go in and don't have anybody that can make decent, I don't know, some decent IDs or something. Like, the IDs are, are very bad on this. Particularly also for the elves, as those they come in. Oh, the so elves late. are fucking so useless too. What do they do? What is nothing. their mission? What are they there to accomplish? They accomplish but nothing. They're there to further the fact that he is indeed Santa. When the reindeer that get out of the crate that he has shipped onto this plane, these giant crates that I also. Mm-hmm. I did feel like you for a second because I was like, how could they fit these crates on the plane? You could on an L-1011. It's a big plane. Okay, okay. But I also thought, why did they need to ship them? They're flying right here. Why didn't they just, why wasn't he like, I'll meet you in Orlando? Right. And then. I don't know. Why did he have to 
ship but them. once they fall out of the crate they are up on the ceiling standing on the ceiling yeah. for the next 75 minutes of the movie <laughs> most of the second act of the film and i'm like okay mm-hmm. and only to the two guys that are like the baggage guys are the only people that know yeah. about it eventually they tell more people but look once you see the reindeer on the ceiling we're, we're good we don't need also elves to just sort of like closing the whole deal i guess or to to be like okay i guess i really buy that he's santa now that i've had these reindeer on the ceiling of the baggage area and also these two elves i guess now i can believe it but um but that's what the movie is and it's all about santa the one thing i did appreciate about this movie if i could say something positive is the fact that they have built in this sort of mythology of that santa does is always not always one person but he goes from person to person so one person Santa for a long time, and then he has to find a new one because his memory is starting to fade, and it goes and it transfers to different people. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. I haven't really heard that one in terms of Santa lore. Uh, it, yeah, it's an interesting idea if it was applied to a different movie. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'd like to think that that was David Simpkins' idea. I'd love to Maybe, think that, that was yeah. his. Yeah, I would love yeah. to think that too. What was the movie that they were shooting in this? Uh, uh, Christmas Sleigh. <laughs> right, right. Can we yes. workshop that for a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Ooh. this could be a movie. This could, could be a movie be. worth exploring. Yes. I feel like they are basically making that movie now because they're going to have Violent Night and they're going to have some of these. I mean, we definitely, that this was made in an era when there were a lot of like Killer Santa movies. So, sure. You know. That was also the mo- mo- one of the more interesting parts of the film was that movie within the movie that they were shooting. Right. Which was like, ooh. Which also is interesting. Um, another part of this, because what interesting mythology they had for the transfer of Santa, but the next Santa was going to be an actor? I don't know. I don't know about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I, I, I don't, <laughs> are you sure that's the best person you could find on Earth? to take over this is just uh, another actor i don't know well maybe i don't know what else are you looking for yeah. ryan who do you think you should be looking for if you let's talk about this if you were santa and you had to retire which professions would you start poking around at first say to find your replacement who are you gonna get ryan a policeman a lawyer a well, financial they, analyst they found the one actor who wasn't completely consumed by his career which is in and of itself well, a very rare thing yeah. And he's like, you know what? Forget this career I have. Because, I mean, Santa does, I mean, it commands a bit of theatrics. Mm-hmm. You know? You gotta it be does. out there. You gotta, you know, it's it requires some finesse. Mm-hmm. Some production experience. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, just so you can bring a little pizzazz to the Yeah, world. I mean, you need a little pizzazz. I, um, I particularly, on the note of, of Santa, liked douglas seal a lot as mm-hmm. santa mm-hmm. and and really thought not only did he look the part but yeah. i don't know he just had like his little mannerisms were so cute and just like no i really liked him in it yeah i you know i thought that the guy that they had also oliver clark who plays joe who's taking over seemed like a nice guy mm-hmm. yeah definitely you know mm-hmm. seemed like a nice genuine like seemed like he really cared he couldn't say son of a bitch Mm-hmm. That's always a good sign. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But yet he was going to be in this horror Christmas well, movie. Well, I mean, I, but yeah. remember his 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 uh, agent was really pressuring yeah. him into this. The agent yeah. who is, God, I I miss those just caricatures of agents yes. that they in had 80, back in the eighties. That yeah, he just might as well have been wearing an eighties t shirt the entire time. He'd be like eighties character, <laughs> right. really in a way uh, a character 
almost as annoying as Ernest himself. Almost. Almost. <laughs> almost. Like close, but How like not quite. You. Not quite. I mean, he was like, I'm gonna low I'm gonna just like low key be Ernest, but yeah. in like a swarmy way. <laughs> but I mean, this is the eighties where you could get arrested because you said your name was Santa Claus and had a pocket full of fake money. But <laughs> but if you pick up a 15-year-old girl and invite her to your house and dress her up as a Catholic schoolgirl, totally cool. That's no oh, big Mark, deal. What were you doing in the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. Literally, when we were watching with the kids, they that was one of their the things that they said is that they were when they were taking Santa to jail, they were like why are they taking him to jail? And I right. sat there quiet, kind of going, why are they taking him to jail? And I was trying to think about, is there a reason? There isn't a reason. In as much as there is also no good reason why they allow Ernest, now made up to be someone else, uh, and bringing in Noelle Parker, who plays Harmony, who fake as government, some government organization and get him out. Yeah, I'm like, there is no, no reason for them they to. Like the he was the she was playing the mayor's daughter, right? He yes, was like a, but yeah. he was a government. Yeah. he was a part of some government agency that yeah. they were making up. I mean, I buy it, but I'm just I saying, I they. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> legit. I don't know. Slicked his hair back, you know, those glasses. I don't know. He had me egg on my face, Ernest. You got me there. <laughs> it also makes me think, like that moment. Let's go back to jail in a second. But it made me think, like, if you are smart enough to pull this off, why are you so dumb in all other areas? Do you just need to be in a costume in order for you to be yeah. smart? Is that his thing? That's why I thought through the whole movie. <laughs> Legit, like, ten minutes in, I'm like, is Ernest incorrigible or an asshole? Because you can argue it could go either way at any yeah. moment. Because you clearly can get some stuff done. Like you clearly know how to get shit done. Yeah, because and how to be a, and how to be people. kind of like be real persuasive and a little bossy about it. Right, and is smart enough to come up with some some you know different things. And he was the way the way he was talking and bullshitting. It's like he doesn't talk this smart throughout right. the entire because film. he can't withstand it. It's an act. <laughs> Oh, but guys. this is. Do I really need to explain, Ernest? <laughs> yes. 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 God. Please. Okay. Please do. He is. All... He is just earnest. He's just uniquely earnest, and he can only be himself. So it's an act. He can only carry on these different personas and accomplish things as a different persona for a very limited window. That's why he had to get Santa out of there because he was like, I can't. He can't any longer. And then when he's the snake handler, he yes. can only do it for so long. He can only be a trickster for so long. Mark? All right. Has his hand he can, raised. He can play these little... He's, this he is play a podcast, these roles. but Mark has his hand <laughs> these, raised. These roles mm -hmm. uh, are limited time only. He can mm -hmm. only sustain it for so long. And, mm -hmm. you know, you got to know when to call your bit. You got to be like, okay, flash the, mm -hmm. the light or whatever, and I got to stop. But are you telling me then that he really doesn't know the lyrics to Oh Christmas Tree other than Oh Christmas Tree? Because I was like, no, he's fucking with the guy in the cab. He is just like, I'm just going to repeat this incessantly and see if I drive this person insane. Why not? I, it's an afternoon. I got nothing better to do. But you're saying that he literally doesn't know the other lyrics. And that was his... Yeah. Earnest attempt Ernest at Oh Christmas if Tree. If he was... So what you're saying actually is... In actual fact, Ernest 
has multiple personality disorder. <laughs> so he can allow for certain moments for another personality to take the wheel. <laughs> By choice. He has selective. <laughs> and then he goes, no, 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 no. I need to take this back. Oh. <laughs> Somewhere. So, when, so some, sometimes he just wakes up and he's wearing that neck brace and he has lipstick on. He's wearing a dress. And he's like, oh, no. No, it's all by choice. I'm here to defend Ernest P. Worrell. Okay? I'm here. I'm here on behalf of Burn to defend Ernest P. Worrell. I was like, if this is going to turn, when he's got, got in the first get up, I'm like, if this is going to turn into a Fletch movie, I could be into this, but... Uh, <laughs> no, this, no, is, what, this, this is, is actually... The formula that there's, a, there's, a, there's a universe out there where there's an earnest version of Split. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's just, that's what it is, though. It's If you mash, if you smush all the earnest movies together... <laughs> Ernest goes to jail. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest saves Christmas. Slam dunk uh-huh. Ernest. Ernest scared stupid. There's other ones. Ernest goes to Africa is one of them. Oh my and god! And you smush them all together. Split. He has murdered many people. <laughs> <laughs> and his various guises. It's not Ernest. No, the, those right, are other people. Right. The Beast has killed the people. <laughs> right. Okay, not <laughs> Ernest. <laughs> is the Beast the one with the neck brace? God, I hope so. That's gonna be. Oh, where is that movie? I want to watch that movie. I want to watch that in a heartbeat. If that Ernest saved Christmas and himself from murdering Holy people, shit. that would have been great. That's a good movie. Huh. <laughs> but to get back to the jail, why did he get in jail? I'm gonna leave it to our Ernest expert, Erico. Oh, why did thank he? Thank you. I know my strengths. Bayou, swamps, and earnest. So, here we you go. Really, you really have found yourself yeah. in this uh, in this um, year. I think because it's Florida. And they're just like, you know what? Lock him up. We can't deal. We can't deal. Lock him up. He had, like, <sighs> other than his passport, which just said Santa Claus. Sure. I think it's because, you know, the adults didn't have the Christmas spirit. And they didn't believe. So, they just mm. thought... You know what? Thought he was a Looney Tune, so they locked him up. Yeah, they so they locked but him up. There's a process to get somebody to release someone from jail. Not in Florida. <laughs> I guess not. I guess not. Yeah, that's this is maybe why they wanted to set this in Orlando. They're like, yeah. this could only Anything work goes. in Orlando. Well, and while he's there, he conducts a really touching rendition of. 12 days of christmas and i think that's why he's in jail because they yeah. knew he could bring efforts. every he could bring the choir together and get everyone to really and if we were doing favorite scenes that was hands down my favorite scene of the whole movie was really? him conduct because when he reaches his hand out and tells the, the the person doing the solo to stop and it's like the he just does like the closing <laughs> yeah. of the hand like done oh I thought that was hilarious. My favorite scene. You, you guys are bringing We're just going to force favorite scene. <laughs> my favorite scene then was Snake Handler. Oh my God. When he gets God. onto the lot because he's just that disgusting snake handler. Chef's kiss. That was amazing. And, and he has Santa in the trunk shaking a baby rattle and like pushing a, a, garden, a garden hose. hose. 
And also, then as soon as they pour, they're like, "You're the snake handler. Here's more snakes." They dump a bunch of snakes in his truck. He just does some sound. He's like, "Oh boy," or something yeah. like that. And yeah. then it never. We never yeah. have to worry about it again. It's right? Because we don't worry incorrigible about incorrigible or asshole. He just lets the snakes die. Yeah. He doesn't do anything the about truck. them. Maybe they slithered off. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're they're gonna slither off to death. Slither, you just said. Slither off. How do you say it? Slither. 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 <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> slither. Oh, excuse me. The snakes slither off. I'm sorry, that's not how they. they, they I'm don't... sorry. This is my Erica personality, a fancy person who doesn't know how to say slither. Sorry, but this is uh, clearly in the bayou. They say slither. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> know what I mean? Slither. Know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would tell you my favorite scene, but I just don't have one. What? I, I just, Not one? I uh, honestly, Mark bringing up the fact that he conducted the chorus was like a reminder. I was like, oh right, because we we just watched this last night, and it's already leaving my brain. And I don't want to have to start thinking back to to keep parts. Of it I in really there. thought your favorite scene was going to be when they start to film the movie, and then there's like a sea creature that comes in. Oh yeah, okay, that is I a good. Maybe scene. that was going to be your favorite. Well, scene. but he interrupted upset because he won't say son of a bitch and so then i was like oh god come on guy and somehow that's his screen test and they were like we still want to cast this dude even though he wouldn't say the bad word i was just like how desperate are they well a couple things i think that was uh where kind of the new world part of the movie slipped in because it feels very much like a new world movie that they're shooting also later on when they're negotiating his contract they have charts and graphs that show that, that uh, uh, Diamond World Pictures is financially falling apart, <laughs> which I thought was like a little bit of a wink to how yeah, New World was at the sure, time. Sure. Yeah. But finally, and most importantly, where they're shooting that, it's all full of cinder blocks, and that's going to echo. They didn't have any echo blankets up on the walls, <laughs> and I was like, come on, people. Yes! Come on. Yes. You Guys, want me to believe you're, to you're really shooting in Good here? Good luck. You're trying yeah. to get this by Mark and that one dude on IMDb? Good luck. I love how You many aren't going to get that shit past him? I love how many times you were able to crunch in this. Like, you really... Mark saved Christmas, in my opinion. Mark saves Christmas. Uh, also, they missed out on an opportunity. To make a good film? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I can't top that, but I'm gonna try anyway. He's spinning. He hits like whatever the 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 the, the, the super speed or whatever he does on the sleigh, and he's going around. He's spinning around the the earth. They had a real choice moment for him to like come back to earth and find that like Lois Lane was back to life. Like they could have really. Drop. Okay, never mind. That was well, me. He could have. That could have been his personality. That would have been the one personality that took the wheel for a bit. Yeah, right. Do you remember when he says when he stops the sleigh and he's like, "Deer facing the ground." They're essentially like um, vertical, vertical to the ground. He's like air brakes, and that was supposed to be the like hilarious, <laughs> hilarious moment. Air brakes. That was the only time where I was like, air brakes was their best. I don't know. Yeah. What yeah. could they have said instead? What's funnier than air brakes? I died. Mm. 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 I, I, <laughs> the I mean, reindeer. The reindeer's dead. <laughs> that would have been great for me. I would yeah. have enjoyed that. Obviously for little children. Again, because this is aimed at kids. Yeah. So do kids think that's terrible? I don't know. They might think that joke's kind of funny. Here's what I thought. All he needed to add was a, know what I mean? 
Right. Air brakes. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, why did he just say air brakes? He like, probably gave them a, a bunch, you know. Right. Of, well, then that's and that's what the editor chose. I don't doubt that Jim Varney gave them a bunch. Jim Varney like, is a very talented dude, like highly you know, talented. So that's why I think sometimes, especially when I was younger, it was hard for me to want to watch these because I just felt like ashamed for the guy. Even though, like now, as a very old middle aged man, I'm like. Well, gee, he's making a lot of money. Like he's making movies. But like, he you know. passed away fairly. He passed away at a young age. He died he when did. he was fifty. Yeah, fifty, fifty. Yeah. yeah, he passed away three months after the theatrical release of Toy Story two. So he didn't. Oh, uh, he didn't do the. Yeah. He probably got to see Toy Story two, but he didn't get to see the third. He didn't get to be in the third. Well, what did he die he of? Lung cancer. He was a smoker. Oh, uh, lifelong smoker. Yeah, it gave him that great voice, so, but it did. By the way, the so, editor of this movie. By the way, we talk about the Sharon L. Ross, and Sharon also edited Sleepaway Camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a Wolf Pack. And then did Ernest Saves Christmas and then went to Ernest Goes to Jail. And once so, you get in the Ernest franchise, you you are locked in. You just keep on, you ride it. that that's money all, train. That's it, though. That's oh. the, uh, done with Ernest movies. But still editing to this day. Do you think that she chose to step away from Ernest movies? Or they're like, you know, we're going in a different direction. Yeah, I don't know. I think she maybe saw exactly what you were saying, which is she's like, if I keep editing these movies, I'll never get out of these movies. Much like <laughs> Jim Carney himself. Yeah. She's like, I'll never get out of this. I'm going to be stuck in this forever. But I have to think that more Ernest movies, and this is why I say there's less Ernest, is like we have one scene with Vern. I have to think that the other Ernest films, and again, I could be wrong, and I could have watched another one, but I what I just well, refused I, I to do I think this so. is an opportunity for you to do a little research. <laughs> nope. I'm, nope. I'm not doing it. But the, the, they have to have more of him doing the Vern thing, right? I like it. I feel like more of them have that. It was, or was I doubt it, just... it. I bet it's a one and done. Each time with Vern. The Vern heads, uh, or the Ernest heads. The Vern heads? The, the Vern, yeah, Jim Varney. <laughs> the people that are just into Vern. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Vern heads. The people the that, the, the people the that love, the, yeah. The people that yeah. love Vern. I, I love Vern. I love the guy we never see. That's yeah. my favorite <laughs> character. Vern is us. Vern is... Um, no, I, the Ernest heads are probably going to be very upset with us because we don't know anything about them. They're probably screaming at us going, oh my God, you've never seen an Ernest film? What are you doing? But, uh, you know. Ryan at newworldpodcast.com. So just <laughs> yeah, please right? let me, him know. That's right. That's <laughs> Who's right. seen them all? Who's Get seen on them? here. Tell Ernest me, head. Tell me about it. Ernest I mean, head versus a Vernigo. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Maybe, maybe we will be able to get somebody who, uh, maybe friend of the show, might be able to send us a clip telling us about Earth's movies if they happen to be in them. I'll reach out. We'll see what happens. One night a customer came in that I'd never seen before. <laughs> he was well-dressed and very handsome. He told me his name was Wolfgang, and he asked me to dance. <laughs> Only we have it in there as... One night a customer came in that I never seen. Know what I mean? He was real handsome and real well dressed. Know what I mean? His name was Wolfgang, right, Vern? Know what I mean? He was. He asked me to dance. Know what I mean? Oh, that would make that 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 exposition dump even better. And it's pretty good on its own. Yeah, that's what this movie really needed. But I think the important question to ask about Ernest Saves Christmas is: Does it queef? <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> No, and we should, just in case, if this is the first episode you're listening to us in, God bless you. But, but, welcome, and welcome. And welcome. Uh, welcome. And welcome. And thank you yeah. for being here. 
bequeath is a positive thing on this podcast mm-hmm. and we are mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. being positive and mm-hmm. it is uh, something eric has invented it in terms of uh, as a as a substitute. she invented the queef yep mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she was the first one had that to she my was... wiki taking that to the grave <laughs> erica invented the queef wow amazing died of excessive queefs <laughs> cause of death Excessive queen. Well, she she had to. She she invented them. <laughs> Prior to her, we never had them. She was a real earnest head and straddled the line of being a Vernigo. Well, that's why I didn't like her because I'm a Vern head. <laughs> a Vernigo. <laughs> Mark, does this does this movie queef? Definitely not. Erica does a queef. Oh well. What? <laughs> It made me want to watch other Ernest movies. Oh, wow. wow. So I think it's a light oh, queef. Oh, no, boy. I uh, just queefed on Christmas. Next Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered, though, is this, because one, one thing we've done over the past couple of years, because guys and <laughs> new listeners who are total Ernest or Vertigo's uh, who are tuning in, uh, we normally talk about a New World film that they released either at Christmas or is a Christmas film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the past ones being Home for Christmas mm-hmm. and also uh, Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night, which they released on Christmas Day for whatever reason. But you have to, you can go back and listen to those episodes. But is this better as a holiday movie than those other two that we've already discussed? Ooh. <sighs> Don't know. <laughs> Gosh. Mm. That's a tough call. Mm. I, God, I, I'm stopped. I, I'm stopped. I don't know. Because here's the thing. I'd have to, th- I look at it like this. Sometimes as we do our ranking episodes, I look at what am I going to watch, rewatch first? What would I, if I'm given this choice of these three films, what am I going to say? Yeah, I'll rewatch that. So Mark. What do you think? Uh, they're all really bad. <laughs> yeah, sure. I think I would watch this one again. Yeah, okay. I think okay. I would. It's yeah. just, there is enough here to find, a, I mean, it's somewhat funny and stupid, and you can turn off your brain and do something else and come back to it, and you're not missing anything. <laughs> That's That does apply to the previous, <laughs> the other two movies we're talking about as well. You definitely don't need to pay much attention, particularly Home for Christmas. Uh, no, you do need to pay, no, but you do, because you need to understand how, like, a really mean g- guy becomes grandpa. Like, or, like, yeah. how the, how the, like, how does he realize it's really his dad? Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you have to piece that together. This one you don't have to at all. But yeah, there's no I think overall here. there's there's more to like in this than the other yeah. two. Mm. Erica, what do you think? Oh yeah, I'm absolutely watching this again. Are you kidding? This is gonna be new family tradition. Know what I mean? <laughs> oh no, new family Christmas tradition. Well, then by default, uh, this would then have to be the one because I'll have to watch this because Erica's made this. <laughs> tradition. But if you had your druthers. <laughs> If I had my choices, I would honestly probably watch Pinocchio and the Emperor of the Night. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's the least. I would pick Home for Christmas over that. I don't want to watch I don't want to watch Home for Christmas ever again. Here's why. Here at least Home for Christmas, you have the the wife who is dressing 
fancy all the time. Yeah, no, and now you're reminding me of all the voiceover in that one too. And the yeah. holiday party where there also... someone gifts a whip. <laughs> whip? Yes. Okay. You're right. You're right. The worst company holiday party yeah. on earth. You're right. Okay. I would yeah. probably We'll watch it second. It's fine. We'll watch them. We'll watch all three. We'll start with Ernest. We'll then watch Home for Christmas and then we'll end with Pinocchio. There you oh, go. you don't want Pinocchio. That movie is <sighs> Yeah, no, bad. Yeah, but please listen to our episode about it, and then you will avoid it yourself. But that's it, guys. That is our episode on Ernest Saves Christmas. We hope you're having a wonderful Death December. Mm-hmm. This one, this is a kind of a light month, but also that's because when we proposed this month, we did not realize how many movies New World released with the word "death" in the title. Not many. So this <laughs> so, is not. Yeah. This won't repeat itself. We won't be doing this up. We, we this pretty much it. covered it. This is yeah. one and done. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah. On, on Death so, Sunday. I mean, send us suggestions on what other fun play of words we can do for next December. Tell us, Don't leave tell it us up if... to Erica. <laughs> <laughs> tell us what we should be doing a year from now. Yes. What you should do, however, is follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Also, uh, rate, review us. Uh, everyone says it, but we really mean it. Rate, review us. It's really nice when people do that. And it's extremely helpful uh, for people finding the show. So please do that. And uh, we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, new folks. Welcome, Vertigos. Yes, welcome, welcome, Ernest Heads. And uh, we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. Know what I mean? Know what I mean?